Funding for this class is provided by Benjamin Arieh and family in loving memory of Raphael, son of Chacham Rabbi Chia. We continue in our epic adventure, getting intimate, we're becoming intimate with the Siddur, getting to know the Siddur that we say every morning, every day. And we're up to the priestly blessing. After saying the three, the two or three blessings on the Torah, as soon as you do the blessing before you do the mitzvah, you must immediately perform the mitzvah. We just made a blessing on the studying of Torah, so we immediately have to study Torah. Verbally study Torah, say Torah. Now, the Torah is divided into three parts. The Talmud says a person should divide his learning every day, according to some, it's every day. You should study a third of the time, you should study the written Torah, which in a broader sense could also include the Kabbalah. A third of your day you should study the Mishnah. And a third of the day should be Gemara, the explanation, the expounding, the reasoning, the underlying rationale, etc. And now that we made the blessing over the studying of Torah, we're going to quote from the Torah, the written Torah. Then we're going to quote a Mishnah. And then we're going to quote a Baraisa from the Gemara in the Tractate Shabbat, which is like a Gemara, represents a Gemara. Now, really, the priestly blessing is associated in the Torah with the service. When the Kohen would perform the service, then he would do the priestly blessing, as we find in Leviticus, which is why in the repetition, when the cantor and the chazan repeats the Shemun Esrei, when do we insert the priestly blessing? We insert it in the blessing, in the second to the last blessing, the blessing of, of service. So in the blessing of service, once you're done with the service, then you lift up, the Kohen is obligated to lift up his arms right next to the altar, and he would pre- bless the Jewish people. The priest would bless the Jewish people. So really, what we should have done is, we should have said the blessings for the Torah right before we quote from the Torah, the verses regarding, to the, regarding the service, the daily service, the daily sacrifices, which we're going to recite later on and learn study later on. Then we should do the priestly blessing. Then do the mission of Ezeo Mekoyman. And then do Rabbi Shmuel Leimah, the Braise, which is like the, the Talmud. The reason we don't do that, the reason we quote the priestly blessing right at the beginning, and then we quote the Mishnah, the beginning of the tractate Peya, the second tractate in the Talmud. And then the Braisa from the Gemara is because many times a person wakes up before dawn. You're not allowed to pray yet. It's too early to pray. It's still the night. But when you wake up before dawn, you're obligated to say, if you want to study Torah, you're obligated to say the blessings over the Torah. So therefore, we don't rely, we don't say the portions of the Torah that deal with the service is too early for the service. He can't do the service before dawn. So therefore, we quote the verse, the priestly blessing. 
and then the mission, and then the brais. Now the priestly blessing, first let's read it inside, and then we'll interpret. It's in our prayer book, on the bottom of page 8. It's a quote in the Torah, and this is from the uh, book of Numbers, the fourth book in the Torah, Parshas Nasi, mitzvah number 378. Hashem spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, to say, So should you bless the Jewish people, the sons of Israel, say to them the following. And this is the blessing. And this has to be done in the Hebrew, in the original. May God bless you and guard you, protect you. May Hashem make his countenance shine on you, and may he be gracious to you. May Hashem turn his countenance towards you, lift up his countenance towards you, and grant you peace. And then he says, and they, the priests, shall set my name upon the Jewish people, and I shall bless them. We have an argument, what does bless them mean? Does he mean, I will bless, Hashem says, I will bless the Jewish people as well, in addition to the priest blessing the Jewish people, I will bless them as well, or it refers to the Koyanim. Hashem says, I will bless the Koyanim. So, first it's interesting, you have three verses the priestly blessing is made up of 60 letters corresponding to the 60 tractates in the Talmud. You have three verses. The first verse is made up of three words, The second verse is made up of five words, The third verse is made up of seven words. Avudram says this corresponds to the different readings of the Torah, the amount of people we call up to the Torah. When you read the Torah during the weekday and a Monday and a Thursday, and also on the Mincha, Shabbos, a Mincha, how many people do you call call up to the Torah? Three. When you read the Torah on a holiday, you call up five people. When you read the Torah on a Shabbos, you call up seven people. And this also explains why Jews give a hand. When you say Shalom Aleichem, you extend the hand. When a Jew says Shalom to another Jew, you stick out your hand. Pre-COVID, very soon when COVID is over, officially, you stick out your hand, not your elbow. You stick out your hand and you give Shalom Aleichem. Why? Because how many words are there in Yevarechecha? Right? Add it up. 3.5.7. You have 15 words. How many joints do you have in your finger? In all your fingers, you have 14 joints. Three on each finger and two on the thumb. So you verechecha, Hashem, Vishmerecha. Yoir Hashem, Panave Lecha, Vichoneka. Yisa Hashem, Panave Lecha, Vyasim Lecha. There's 14 joints. Shalom, Shalom. You have to give him the hand. <laughs> you have to give him a full hand to make up Shalom. That's the. the uh, the palm of your hand. And when the Kayan lifts his hands, he lifts up his hands and then, and then he places his fingers in a special way. So this is associated with the fingers. But what does it mean? What's the literal meaning? Firstly, the priestly blessing is a very special blessing. It's an obligation 
a daily obligation for the Koyen to bless the Jewish people. And when the Koyen blesses the Jewish people, he makes a blessing before. And he says to bless the Jewish people, be Ahava, with love. A Koyen who doesn't feel love in his heart for a member of the congregation, it's actually dangerous for him to say the priestly blessing. Because the Koyen becomes a conduit for the divine blessing. But to be a conduit for blessings, to be a conduit for spiritual blessings and for material blessings, for godly, divine blessings, love is the conduit. If there's no love in your heart, if there's ego and there's arrogance and there's friction and anger in your heart against the fellow Jew, that acts as static. It doesn't allow the blessings to flow. And then it backfires. It can actually harm the koyim who's stopping these blessings because of his anger in his heart, because of his, he's not allowing the blessings to flow. It actually backfires in him. So a precondition is that it has to be with love. Koyanim in general love, are lovers. They love the Jewish people. They're kind. They love the Jewish people. And especially this priestly blessing, it's a divine blessing. They're just the conduits for Hashem's blessings. It has to be done with love. So this obligation is really every day. In the land of Israel, they actually do the blessings every day. Not only every day, but every prayer. The shachars, the musaf. Outside the land of Israel, we don't do it every day. The svardim do it every day. We don't do it every day. Because you have to be in a very special mindset. You have to be joyful to get the blessings, to receive the blessings. You have to be a vessel to receive such blessings. There's two parts of the blessing. It's the Kohen who gives the blessing, but we also have to be able to receive the blessing. We have to be a vehicle and a vessel to receive the blessings. Outside the land of Israel, with all the tsaras and the constant harassment and worries and anxieties, it's, unless it's a yantif, when we're in a very uplifted mood and we're in a different place, living in a different dimension, then we can properly receive the blessings, focus and concentrate on the blessings and receive it properly. So outside the land of Israel, we only say the blessings only, um, only during the holidays and on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So that's Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuos, and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Alter Rebbe said if he had the strength, he would institute that they should say the blessings every day, even outside the land of Israel. But this is the custom, and this is the custom until this very day. Except the Svaridim, they do say the priestly blessings each and every day, even outside the land of Israel. Now, what's the literal meaning of these blessings? So, Yivarechecha. Hashem should bless you. These are material blessings. Hashem should bless you, and Rashi says financially. What does it mean, Yivarechecha? As we learned when we discussed blessings, one of the earlier classes in the myprayerclass.com, the difference between blessings and prayer, blessing means an abundance. When you say a blessing, it means it should be an abundance. So Yivarechecha means that there should be an abundance of blessing, financial blessing. The question is, we already learned earlier in the Torah, at the end of the book of Leviticus, it says that if you follow the Torah, you follow my statutes, I will bless you with material blessings. 
So what's the blessing of Yevarechecha adding to these blessings that's already promised in the Torah earlier? So Rashi says, there the blessings is that should be in abundance. You should be successful. Here the blessing is, it's more quality. That there'll be a blessing in the in your material possessions that you already have, you should be blessed. That there should be a special blessing. It's a quality. That you should be able to utilize all your blessings, all the good things that you have, you should be able to utilize and maximize its usage. And it should be like a, a, a qualitative blessing. That the blessings that you already have should be blessed. The material abundance that you already have should be abundantly blessed. It should, all the usage should be only for good things wholesome things. And that's a special blessing because this is a miraculous type of blessing. That the blessings that Hashem already blessed you should also be blessed. That you should have a success to utilize all these material blessings in a beautiful way. And then he says, Hashem should protect you because many times you could be blessed with an abundance but you need protection. Okay, you made a lot of money. Now you need to hire guards to protect. Now you need special protection to protect everything that you have. So it's not a complete blessing unless it's protected. Unless I'm guaranteed that it's protected. Hashem says, not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to protect it for you. Preserve it for you and protect it for you. That you won't have to worry. No one will take away these blessings from you. It's yours to hold on, it's yours to keep, it's yours, it's your blessings. So only Hashem could do both. He can give you the blessing and He can guarantee He'll protect it for you and guard it for you. That's the first blessing. The next blessing, Yoir Hashem. Hashem should smile at you. Hashem should show you a smiling face, a great joy, should look at you with tremendous joy and give you grace. He should give His grace to you. What does it mean He should smile at you? That He should quickly answer your prayers. When you ask something, when you ask of Hashem of something, He will smile at you and immediately, graciously and immediately give you, respond to your request, respond to your prayers. Because He can have different responses. He can take His time. But if he's smiling at you and he's showing you with a smiling, joyful face, he will answer your prayers hastily, speedily. Yisa Hashem Hashem will lift his face to you, meaning he will show partiality to you. And even when you anger him, Hashem will be partial to you and will forgive you. Although it says in the Torah, it says in Parshas Ekev, in the third Parsha, in the third Sedra, in the book of Deuteronomy, that Hashem does not show any favoritism. And He does not receive any bribery. So how can Hashem say, Yisa, I will show favoritism to you? I will show partiality to you. When He says Hashem does not show any partiality, He doesn't show any favoritism. Hashem is, is, is honest. And it says also in Ethics of Our Fathers. That Hashem does not show partiality. Hashem does never show partiality. Here, here it's in the priestly blessing. Hashem is, the Kohen is blessing the Jewish people. That Hashem will be partial to you, show partiality. So the commentaries say the difference is 
When does Hashem say He doesn't show partiality to you? If you throw off the yoke of heaven. If you throw off the yoke of heaven, if you don't feel bound by Hashem's commandments, then Hashem will not show any partiality. But if you belong to Hashem, you're connected to Hashem, you accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven. We're human, we're fragile, we're frail. You made a mistake. You angered Hashem, you did something wrong. But you're Hashem, you belong to Hashem. So Hashem will show you partiality and won't get angry, will overlook his anger. But if you completely throw off the yoke of heaven and you're a free bird and you do as you please and you don't feel bound and connected and obliged by Hashem, then Hashem says, I won't show you any partiality. So we add, this is the, the blessing. Hashem should show you partiality. And the ultimate blessing, the Yasim L'chashalim, Hashem should place, should give you peace. Firstly, your life should be peaceful, tranquil. You shouldn't have any strife in your life, conflict. Because nobody wins in conflict. Even when you win, you lose. Conflict eats away at you. Conflict destroys something in you. It's not, you don't have that tranquility, you don't have that peace. Hashem will bless you, will give you peace, tranquility. No conflict, no strife. And that's the ultimate blessing, and that's the concluding blessing. That's the ultimate blessing. When two Jews meet, they wish each other Shalom Aleichem. It's the ultimate blessing you can wish on your fellow Jew. It's the last prayer in the, in the Shemon Esrei, in the silent prayer. Sim Shalom, the prayer for peace. It's the, the last blessing before the Shemon Esrei, after the Shema, is the blessing for peace. So that's the ultimate, ultimate blessing, that Hashem should give you peace. Peace is, is God's name. Shalom is Hashem's name. Real peace is something that's divine. It comes from within. That means that you should be at peace. You should be at peace with yourself. There shouldn't be any inner strife, inner conflict. You shouldn't be torn inside. You shouldn't have a split personality. You shouldn't feel disconnected inside. Pulled in two different directions, opposite directions. Your godly soul pulling you up and your animal soul pulling you down. Junk food, junk lifestyle pushing you down. Your godly soul wants to be wholesome, organic, spiritually wholesome, genuine, authentic, good, godly, and your animal soul, our animal soul is pulling us in a different direction. And if you surrender to your animal soul, there is no peace. Your, your inner life, you should live a life of harmony, of consistency. Your outside should be like your inside. Your inside should be like your outside. It should be a wholesome life. That's the greatest blessing that we can wish on you. You should be whole. You should be a whole person. Fully integrated. Fully internalized, integrated. Every part of you is all working together in the same, pulling in the same direction, instead of us being pulled in all different directions and scattered and fragmented and torn and angry. And that's why Jews are so angry. We're so angry inside, angry and upset. And that's why Jews invented psychology and most psychologists are Jews, most of the patients are Jewish. <laughs> we're torn, we're, we're angry. We're... But instead, we should be whole, inside and out. And then we say, and 
Hashem says, V'samu Shmi, you place my name. My name means Hashem's name himself. The ultimate name. The name Yudke Vavke, Hashem's name himself. I will place my name on the Jewish people. Because the priests, in each of the three verses, they say Hashem, Hashem's name. When they said Hashem's name, they said it as it's written. And when they used to hear Hashem's name, everyone would prostrate and bow down in the temple. Only in the temple were they allowed to say Hashem's name as it's written. We are not allowed to say Hashem's name. We say Adnai, but we can't say Hashem's name the way it's written. He says, place my name, my personal name, my essential name, place it on the Jewish people. When they said the blessings, that's exactly what the priests would do. And they had these three verses. The priests would actually stand. There was a stand, a, a platform made up of three steps which was in the courtyard, the general courtyard. So deeper into the courtyard, closer to the altar, there was the courtyard of the Kohanim. First it was Ezra Yisrael, the courtyard of the Jewish people. They were allowed to go in when they had to bring a sacrifice. And then, uh, then above that you had the three-step platform, that elevated platform. It's called the Duchen. That's what we call a Duchening. And the Kohen goes up and he Duchens because they would stand in the temple on this Duchen, on this platform, three-step platform, elevated platform and you have these three verses that the Kohenim would stand on and they would say Hashem's name Hashem says place my name on the Jewish people and then I will bless them what do you mean I will bless them so we have an argument in the Talmud between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Akiva says I will bless them means Hashem is saying and I will bless the Jewish people, I will second the priestly blessing. After the priest bless the Jewish people, I will come and I will add my blessing and I will bless the Jewish people as well. Rabbi Shmuel says, no. means I will bless the Kayanim. The Kayanim are blessing the Jewish people. But who's blessing the Kayanim? Hashem says, I will bless the Kayanim. So the Gemara asks, according to Rabbi Akiva, who's blessing the Kayanim? The Kainim are left out. Rabbi Kiva says, means Hashem says, and I will second the priestly blessing on the Jewish people. So the Kainim are out of the picture. Who's going to bless the Kainim? So Rabbi Kiva says that they, we already know that the Kainim will be blessed. Why? Because God told Avraham, whoever blesses the Jewish people will be blessed. So if the Kainim are blessing the Jewish people, I already know that they will be blessed. But Rabbi Yishmol says no. Rabbi Yishmol himself was a Kohen. So he wanted to interpret this blessing, I, God, will bless them, that this refers to the Kohenim themselves. That Hashem says a special blessing. That the blessing for the Kohenim is a special blessing. According to Rabbi Kiva, the Kohenim don't get a special blessing. It's a general blessing. Hashem already promised, if you bless the Jewish people, whoever blesses the Jewish people will be blessed. It's a regular blessing. Rabbi Shmuel, who was a Kohen, wanted to make sure that his fellow Kohenim get a special blessing. So he interpreted the verse, Hashem is promising the Kohenim a special, unique blessing that Hashem himself is going to bless, bless the Kohenim. So what's this argument in Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? Where's the blessing for the Jewish people? So you have to say that the Kohenim are just emissaries, they're just agents. When Hashem commands the Kayan to bless the Jewish people, the Kayanim have the power to bless. Hashem has the power to bless. Hashem is empowering them. He's making them his personal agents. Go ahead and bless the Jewish people. 
So you don't need a separate verse to tell me that Hashem will second the blessing. The first time around, when the priests are doing their blessing, they're doing it only in, as messengers, as agents, in the name of Hashem. Hashem is commanding them, empowering them, go bless the Jewish people. So you don't need a separate verse to teach me that Hashem will second the blessing. And that's why Rabbi, Yish- Rabbi Yishmol says, Aniyavarachim doesn't, doesn't come to second, that Hashem is second to second the blessing, that Hashem will also bless the Jewish people in addition to the priestly blessing. That's already included in the priestly blessing. When it says, I will bless them, it means I will bless the Kohen. They get a special blessing. So the question is, why does Rabbi Akiva need a special verse to tell me that that Hashem is going to second the blessing of the Kohen? Why do you need Hashem to second the blessing of the Kohen? Hashem already commanded the Kohen. He empowered the Kohen. They're acting on his behalf. They're blessing the Jewish people on the behalf of Hashem. So that is Hashem's blessing. Why do I need to say, why does Hashem have to say, in addition, I will come and give another blessing to the Jewish people. The priestly blessing is Hashem's blessing. So what is this argument in Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? So the Rebbe explains, brilliantly, the Rebbe explains that what is the difference between a blessing and prayer? A blessing, baracha, comes from the root, berecha, like you have a reservoir, drawing from the reservoir. Like you bend your knees, you're drawing down. You take a, tr- a vine, you take a vine, a branch of a tree, and you bend it down and you plant it into the ground. And then it becomes a new tree. So you're b- bending down the tree, lowering it into the ground. So you're drawing down. So when you draw from the reservoir, that's a bracha. So you can't give anything that's not in the reservoir. A bracha doesn't create anything new. A bracha only reveals, draws down, reveals what's there, actualizes it. And where do we know this from? From the blessing of Yaakov. On Yaakov's deathbed, he asked Yosef to bring his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Yosef placed his oldest son opposite Yaakov's right hand, Manasseh, and he put Ephraim opposite his left hand. Yaakov crosses his hands, puts his right hand on Ephraim's head, and his left hand on Menashe's head. So Yosef thought that maybe Yaakov is hard of seeing. So he made a mistake. So he starts pushing his hand, saying, no, no, you're making a mistake. He says, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yes, Menashe will be great, but Ephraim, the youngest son, will be even greater. Because he was the ancestor of Joshua, who led the Jewish people into the land of Israel, Moshe's right-hand man, personal disciple. So he gets the right-hand blessing, and Menashe will get the other blessing. Question is, since Yaakov is the one doing the blessing, so what's stopping him from giving the right-hand blessing, the main blessing, to Menashe, the older one, and giving the weaker blessing to Ephraim? It's up to him. He's, he's the one doing the blessing. He's in charge. And the answer is, because that's, that's the definition of a blessing. A blessing, you don't create anything. All a blessing does is it fast-forwards, facilitates, actualizes potential. You need a blessing because many times potential remains potential. It's never actualized. The water remains in the reservoir and it's never drawn. Like you have something on top of the mountain. How do you get it from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the mountain? You need someone who lives on top of the mountain and he can easily roll it down the mountain. 
So you have the tzaddik who's living on top of the mountain. His head is in the clouds, his head is in the sky, his head is in Shemayim, he's above. So he has the power to fast forward, to facilitate, to roll the ball down the hill, to bring the blessing, to help actualize the blessing. So all he can do is he can actualize potential. So if Ephraim has greater the potential than Menashe, Yaakov can't change that. Ephraim, the younger one, is greater than Menashe. He just has greater potential. All I'm doing is I'm f- facilitating, fast-forwarding, actualizing it. So therefore, he's put his right hand, the stronger blessing, on Ephraim's head. Because he had the, the greater power. And he empowered him to exercise and to realize all those blessings, all that potential. Menashe also had a blessing. Menashe also had potential. Just not on the same level as Ephraim. So he gave him the weaker hand, the left hand. For that's the idea of a blessing. Versus prayer. When we pray to Hashem, we ask Hashem to change His will. Yehi Ratzin should be a new will. We tear the decree. Even if it's a decree in heaven, it should be this way. We, through prayer, the power of prayer, we have the power to change, to create a new will, to create a new reality. That's the power of prayer. Prayer is not a blessing. Prayer is much more powerful than a blessing. Now, the priestly blessing is a unique type of blessing. It's a blessing, but because it's a commandment, Hashem empowered the Kohenim, it has the power of prayer. The blessing is not just to reveal something that's already there, it's already in the, in the bank, it's already in the reservoir. It's just, just a matter of uh, affecting the outcome or the realization or the actualization or the fast-forwarding or facilitating overcoming any obstacles, rolling it down the hill. No. The priestly blessing is, has the power to create a new reality. But in order to be able to receive the blessing, the person, the recipient, also has to be in a state of mind to be open to the blessing. So you have to stand facing the priest when they do the blessing. If you don't stand facing the priest, if you turn your back to them, you can't receive the blessing. Yes, it's a, it's a powerful blessing, the priests were empowered to create a blessing, to draw down a new blessing. But you have to be open to the blessing. The Jewish people are receiving the blessing, have to be open to the blessing, have to open their heart and open their mind and listen, face the Kayanim. If they face away, turn their back, then they can't receive the blessing. Just like prayer also. Even though when you pray, I'm praying for someone else, I'm praying. It's between me and Hashem. I'm praying for that person. But the other person also has to be in the state of mind, has to be open to the prayer and be ready, ready to receive, to receive the prayer. So the priestly blessing is unique. It's the idea of to rush and to hurry this blessing without any obstacles to bring it down. But what are we drawing down? We're not just drawing down something that's in the reservoir, something that's already there. No, the priestly blessing has the power to create something new. A new blessing, where there is no blessing before, to bring down a blessing and an abundance. And it should facilitate it and fast forward it and to hurry it. And should come down, this new blessing and this should come down without any, any obstacles. They have the power to command it. But in a way, the priestly blessing is even more powerful than prayer. Because the difference between a blessing... In prayer, in prayer, you're begging Hashem. You're asking Hashem. It's not in my power. I'm begging Hashem and asking Hashem, please listen to my pleading, listen to my, my begging, my request, and please 
change your mind, create a new will, create a new reality, and give me what I'm asking for. So yes, it's very powerful, and Hashem listens to our prayers. But you're not in the position, you're not in control. You're just begging, pleading, asking, requesting, crying, asking Hashem. And Hashem responds, and responds to your prayer, and He creates a new will, a new reality. Blessings, however, the one who's giving the blessing, he's not praying. He's in charge. He has the power to draw down the blessing. He has the power to roll the ball down the hill. He has the power to actualize this potential. He has the power to draw from the reservoir and to turn it into reality. He's on top of it. Because he's on top of the mountain, so he can easily roll the ball down. He's in charge. So here when the Torah commands and empowers the Koyan to give a blessing, it has the, the quality of prayer, the power of prayer, that you can create a new blessing, a blessing that's not in the storehouse, it's not in the bank, it's not in the reservoir. But Hashem is also telling the Koyan, I'm empowering you. You have the power to bring it down. There's nothing stopping you. You're not praying. It's not a prayer. It's a blessing. You don't say, please Hashem, bless. No, Yivarechach, Hashem will bless you. He will protect you. He will shine His face on you. He will give you grace. He will lift His eyes. He will be partial to you. And He will give you peace. You're commanding the blessing. The Kayan is commanding the blessing. So this is the ultimate, it's the power of blessing and prayer together, rolled in one. So Rabbi Yishmol, who is a Koyan, holds that when the Koyan is blessing, Hashem is blessing. Hashem empowered the Koyan to represent Hashem. That Hashem empowered the Koyan, that the Koyan, the agent becomes like the principal, like Hashem himself. He empowered the Koyan, that the Koyan has the power to command this blessing. This is the way it will be. Not ifs, maybes, buts, let's, I hope. It's not a hope, it's not a prayer. It's a reality. The Koyan has the power to draw down all these blessings. And it should rush in a quick way, in a rushed way, express. So therefore Rabbi Shmuel says, I don't need a separate blessing that Hashem will agree with the blessing. Why do I need a separate blessing? That is the priestly blessing. Hashem is telling the Koyan that he's on the highest level. He becomes like one with Hashem. And he is giving Hashem's blessing. Only Hashem has the power to command this, this new blessing, this new... It's even greater than prayer. That is Hashem's blessing. And that's what the Torah says, Hashem says, I will bless the Koyin, I will give the Koyin the very same blessing that they gave the Jewish people. That level of blessing, that's the level of blessing I'm going to bless the Kohenim as well. Not just a regular blessing, I said, whoever blesses the Jewish people will be blessed. That's a regular blessing. That means you'll be blessed. Whatever potential you'll have will be realized. You'll be blessed. No, I'm going to bless the Kayanim the same level of blessing that they are blessing the Jewish people. This is not an ordinary blessing. The priestly blessing has the quality of prayer and it's even superior to prayer because it's a blessing. I'm commanding it. They have the power to command it. Hashem says, I am going to give them that very same level of blessing. That's what Rabbi Shmuel, who's a Kayan, is looking out for the Kayan in the Talmud says and therefore he gives them the ultimate blessing. 
And that's why according to Rabbi Shmuel, you don't need a verse that Hashem seconds the blessing of the Kayanim. He doesn't have to second. The blessing of the Kayanim is Hashem's blessings. The Kayan becomes the place of the principle. The agent becomes the principle. And Hashem empower them, command them and empower them to represent Him and empower them to have the same power that Hashem has to draw down this new blessing. Rabbi Kiva says, no. Yes, Koyanim have a commandment to bless the Jewish people, but there we a human being, even the Koyan is not doesn't have the power to force this blessing, to command this blessing, that this new blessing, like no, it's not greater than prayer. Only Hashem can do that, not the Koyan. They're an agent. They represent Hashem. So they're the conduit. So Hashem says, you say the blessing, and then I'll come along, and I'll second it. That's Hashem's blessing. That, you're adding Hashem's blessing. Hashem's blessing is, will add that in addition to being a blessing of drawing down something new, will also have the power that I will force this blessing. That it'll be even higher than prayer. But that's something that only Hashem can do. Hashem has to come in, and I will bless him, and I will add to the priestly blessing. As far as the reward of the Kainim, why are they getting a reward? They're getting a reward because they fulfilled a mitzvah to bless the Jewish people. But their blessing was a, re- was a blessing, a regular blessing. They don't have the power of this type of level of blessing, a blessing that's like a prayer and a blessing that's forced. They don't have that type of power. So therefore, the reward can't be greater than the good deed that they've done. They've done a good deed. They've done the best that they can do, which is to give a blessing. So Hashem already said, whoever blesses the Jewish people will be blessed. So of course they're going to be blessed. But a regular blessing, not this extraordinary type of blessing on the same level of the priestly blessing. That, that only Hashem does. And not, not the Kayan. So that's the argument between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. 